Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all doing well. Wherever you are listening or watching the show, we appreciate you for checking us out. On the show this time around, I'm sat down with Dead Poet Society. I sat down with vocalist and guitarist Jack of Dead Poet Society for a little chat all about their brand new record, called Fission, which is out on the 26th of January. Um, I want to do a massive shout out to their PR person, Sarah, who set this one up, because this conversation was recorded in November of last year, hence the Christmas decorations in the back of this intro and the actual podcast itself. This was a really, really great conversation. Um, I'm really, really pleased with how it turned out. I really hope you guys are going to enjoy it. I want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has supported the show over the last four years. In 2024, this is the fourth year of the podcast being a thing. It is the seventh year in which I've been online making content, whether that's YouTube videos or whether that's podcasting. I'm super, super grateful. I'm super, super grateful for everything. I'm always learning, always grateful. Uh, and I want, to ma- I want to say a massive thank you to you guys listening and watching at home because without you, this show would not exist. It's literally as simple as that. If you could help us out by giving us a subscribe, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a five-star rating if you're listening or watching on Apple or on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this show. We appreciate it. Anyway, I'm going to sharpen and let you guys listen to my conversation with the excellent Dead Poet Society on the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my absolute pleasure to bring you this interview with Jack of the band Dead Poet Society. How are we doing, sir? How's things? Good, how are you? I'm very well. I've just had, uh, I've actually had a day off today, so I've just been doing lots <laughs> of uh, mundane house stuff. <laughs> uh, fun, as, right? Absolutely. As I understand, your day is just beginning. How, how is your day so far? Good, good. I've had coffee, I've had nicotine, and I've taken a shit. So nice. Off the, to a good start. The three main components of any anymore. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely love that. Um, so we're here today to talk about your brand new second record, which will be out on the 22nd of January. Uh for those right. watching on YouTube, Spotify, things like I've still got Christmas decorations up because we're doing this in November, but alas, uh, it's called Vision. Have I got that right? F- Fis- that is correct. Oh God, you know what? That was troubling. That was troubling me before we started. So there we go. Um, so as we sit here at the end of November, uh, twenty twenty-three, <laughs> how are you uh, feeling ahead of the record's release uh, in a couple of months and things? I'm stoked beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is—I I think this is the best thing that we've ever written together as a band. And uh, it's frustrating having to sit for so long to <laughs> release it. You know. It's, it's it's like you need you need the prep you need to let everybody know it's coming out otherwise nobody's gonna hear it but at the same time you're just like can i just put it out please yeah absolutely absolutely and that's the thing as well we'll have this conversation in november and like i'm hoping you know it's all gonna be a great fantastic conversation everything but like and then it will go out in january and i'll get all the feedback and like oh that was fantastic i'm like oh yeah like that happened <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? it's a similar a similar vibe of like oh i did that thing that's cool like i forgot almost forgot right it. 
you do you do all these things and scheduling and all the rest of it but um one thing i did want to mention uh, is the fact that i get sent a lot of music through this podcast and things and i'm incredibly grateful to have that and i was sort of unaware of your band till about a month ago right and i got sent uh, like a, the promo release and stuff about the uh, from the single um how could i love you and right. to be honest it fucking floored me like I was kind of, and I'm one of these people who I like to try and search out bands and I feel like I'm pretty good at searching out bands. And I was yeah. kind of like, where have this band been hiding from me? So I wanted to kind of ask as a musician, it must be nice to kind of hear that because you kind of keep plug away and you plug away and you keep doing the keep grinding and then you get someone new and you go, oh shit, like I've won someone new. Like, do you know what I mean? How, how is that kind right. of feeling? It's, uh, it's great to be honest. I like, I, it's it's weird because it's this like two-sided thing of like of like uh you you're like oh thank god people are finally hearing this mm. and then you and then you have people tell you like how have i not heard this band and like the number one comment we always get on our youtube things is like yeah. this band's so underrated how do people not know about it i'm like how <laughs> if we're so underrated like how do they not know you know <laughs> like yeah but it's all part of the process of it you know Absolutely. So, I guess I guess that could be a thing where like you could you could definitely get yourself kind of burnt out or frustrated by that because that's the thing. You feel like you're banging the drum as hard as you can and go, we are making the best fucking music that we can make and we just want everyone to hear it. But then you see other bands who get like legs up and these like and you're like, Why isn't it us? I I'll tell you what it's like, right? And this is a really obscure reference, so I apologize, right? But mm -hmm. I sometimes feel like uh have you seen the Harry Potter films or you're aware of the Harry Potter films, right? Sorry, yes, my dog was barking. So I yeah, so it's all good. You looked at me, <laughs> yeah. like, you looked at me like I just said something completely mental. I love that. Um, okay, so, did you just say, you said the Harry Potter films, right? Exactly, the Harry Potter films. Yeah, I'm right? playing Hogwarts right now, actually, Amazing. as we speak. So, big fan. So, I often re relate to myself as Neville Longbottom in the sense of a why is it always me? It's sometimes like, it's that feeling of like, why is it always me? Why do, why do we always look the last one to be picked for the football team? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. that's kind of, kind of how I feel about things sometimes. I wanted to kind yeah. of, and I didn't want to put too much of a finer point on this because I feel like some reviewers and some people will do this, but it is that all important second record. Do you feel that level of expectations versus the debut? Or is it just a case of we're back? This is the new sound. This is what we're going for. The, the back, back on the horse again. Uh, there's kind of a dichotomy between like, uh, that, that feeling and then also trying to like remind yourself that, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Like yeah. write music. Like, so you have these like two different like competing mindsets in your head and like, you're trying to just remind yourself that it's like, nobody's listening just mm -hmm. right like nobody's listening and yeah. i think the absolute most important uh thing that works for me as far as like eliminating everybody else's expectations is that i write music to make myself feel something and that's how i've always done it and that's how everybody in the band has always done it you write something that makes you feel something and if it makes you feel something then it's good and that's yeah. the only thing that matters. And because people that did become fans of our band didn't listen to us because we wrote music for them. Mm -hmm. They became fans of our band because we wrote music for us. And yes. it sounds selfish mm -hmm. in a way because it it is, but 
you know, going along with like the the Neville Longbottom thing where you're saying like, why is it always me? Why is it always me? There's probably a billion people on earth right now that are thinking that exact thought right now. You know, maybe that's one seventh or one eighth of people, maybe not that many, but at least a couple hundred million, you know, that are thinking, why me right now? And when you look at it from that perspective, you see that, oh, I'm not that unique in that sense. But when you flip it around, that feeling is very personal and it is very, it is um, very unique. And so it's like this um, duality almost, I guess, is might be the word for it. Maybe I'm using that wrong. But um, But if you take that feeling and you write a song about why is it always me mm-hmm. and you make it very personal to you, and you feel that there's a hundred million people out there that are going to listen to that and be like, Whoa, he knew exactly what I was feeling, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's just always make sure you're focusing on writing for yourself. And that's Absolutely. how we approach it. Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to harp back to an interview I'd done maybe a year and a year, year, year and a half ago um, with uh, Stephen Patel of Lost Alone. And a question I'll ask you right at the very end. So I'll give you a preview to that is essentially what is the best thing about being in a band? And he said to me, he said, the best thing about being in a band is essentially writing songs in my, in my flat, in my house, my bedroom, my bath, my shower, wherever I am writing this kind of melody and then going out to the far reaches of Europe and the far reaches of the U S and people singing that song back to you. It's it's, and I was like, <laughs> That is the perfect encapsulation of being in a band. So, so that's perfect. Um, something, so cool. I, something I wanted to uh, ask and things is, is a little section I call the, the getting to know the artist, right? The, the man, the woman, the person behind the band, right? So, and it's a question I ask every single guest is, where does your love for music begin? What is kind of your earliest kind of memories in terms of music and kind of getting into music, playing guitar, things like that? Because distinctly for me personally just really quickly i remember being about maybe five and my dad playing me black sabbath by black sabbath (coughs) not for me personally just in the car and i remember it fucking terrifying me but that's just one of my earliest like (laughs) as the kids call it core memories do you have yeah bring to mind uh i do have one uh so my family um had this uh volvo station wagon like the, do you know, like the two forties, like the steel box looking yes, thing? Yes, I do. Yeah, they sometimes have like a wooden plank along the side. If I'm if I'm envisioning the same thing you are, uh, a little bit newer than that. A little bit newer. Okay, there was like fine. a ninety three. Yes. It was a ninety three Volvo station wagon, and they had these uh, seats put in the back. Like you remember the rear facing seats that little kids yeah. could sit in in yeah. like the way back of. So I remember I would sit back there when we go. When we went on a vacation. And uh, I had this little blue Walkman mm-hmm. and I had the Frank Sinatra CD in there. Amazing. And I listened to it on repeat for maybe four hours. And I was just screaming the lyrics and I had headphones in. So it was like the rest of my family just listening to me, just screaming in the backseat. And, I, <laughs> and uh, I just remember just getting so into it. And, uh, and, that kind of like raw emotion that I could feel by just listening to something kind of propelled that sense of like, I want to keep, you know, I want to, I want to play guitar, you know, like that seems so cool. I want to sing. And I wasn't very good at singing for a good long while. And, uh, and I think it was that 
and then also um listening to bob dylan quite a bit i got the essentials cd of that too and i same exact deal i just listened to that and just like uh i don't know yeah it was a couple a couple artists that were just like i want to know how to do that for sure for sure so yeah to, to, to bring it through to the present day as we sit and record this the end of 2023 what are you currently listening to now what's on your heavy rotation on spotify apple whatever your streaming service of choice what are you listening to actually let's take a look right now um so i just add a bunch of random stuff as i hear it um i was just listening to dollar store by young the giant mm -hmm. um uh turnstile of course is a huge one that i'm listening to right now uh joe p uh this song called can't be mine by bad nurse i've had on repeat quite a bit nice nice yeah. So a question I, I want to ask as well is a question I'm asking every artist in, in this will going out in 2024 is who is the best live band you've seen to date? Or who is the first one who springs to mind when you think of a band who's really made an impact can be from a younger years can be like last week. Uh, just one that's really sticks out your brain gone. They were fucking brilliant. Okay. Best show I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, St. Vincent yes agreed she's unreal <laughs> i yeah. fucking love she's one of my favorite artists yeah yeah so so good um and again a, a band who kind of came onto my radar a little bit later uh earlier sorry uh, in this year um i saw them at 2000 trees and it's actually a lovely segue into what i'm going to talk about next um because mm -hmm. it's kind of been a crazy uh, couple of years for the band and things uh supporting lights biffy clyro band flower playing download festival 2000 trees reading in leeds having two top singles uh to in two top 15 uh singles in the u.s do you have any personal highlights from the last couple of years the things that you've kind of gone oh hang on a minute lads just just give me a pinch on the arm because is this happening because i know i've <laughs> had plenty of those this year yeah i mean it's if anything the past being in this band has really taught me to appreciate just every moment and being in the moment moment to moment because there's there's a lot of as those highs also come with a lot of extreme extreme lows from just you know trying to make it in a band it's a very difficult thing and a lot of people know how difficult it is trying to make it in the band and uh and but when those moments do come along it's like wow like whoa mm -hmm. you know because like yeah. you you at, when you first start you're so focused on like i gotta get to this point i gotta get to this point and then as time goes on you learn that it's like ooh, every single step along the way is something to just really pay attention to because if you were to say these things to your past self you'd be like what that happens mm -hmm. like that's gonna happen and uh so so yeah there's there's a lot of pinch me I must be dreaming kind of moments and and uh moments in between that that are that are like pinch me I'm having a nightmare you know yeah, but really. you learn to appreciate those it just makes those pinch me I must be dreaming moments come out a lot more absolutely and the thing is as well I, I don't mind you don't I don't mind you I don't got to ask you a question and I apologize if it's a little bit too personal to be too close to the bone or anything but how do you personally like kind of measure success because success for me is a lot of different things, right? Because some people take it as 
financial thing going like i've got loads of money in the bank therefore i'm successful i've got a million right. like subscribers on spotify whether they're from successful how do you personally kind of uh measure success in that in the band regard and also kind of where do you want the band to be in say the end of 2024 as this kind of goes out in 2020 and start of 2024 um well i think there's two separate ways of looking at it that are both equally valid and can coexist with each other uh one is more emotional the other one's more running a business and and um and the you know the the non-emotional one the running the business one is getting it to a point where it is financially um profitable and for sure and it's as much as it sucks to talk about that in a realm of mm. creating something that is that is not tangible and can't you can't put a price on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a thing that you learn to cope with, not cope with, but uh, work with and appreciate in its own regard. And so I think one aspect of that is like there is like a financial success to it that's. Uh, in a way kind of relieving mm. you're like okay like i'm making a living off of this now yeah that's good and then like how can we set goals for the business side of this that we can achieve those things so we can you know make more money make more money make more money that side exists and you can't deny that that side doesn't exist when you <laughs> run the operation but to put all the importance on that is very very um it takes away the whole reason why you do it so you have to have this other side of it which is the side that it's like that childlike i want to do this because it's the best fucking thing on the face of the earth yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and that financial side's just to support so you get to do this thing for you know however long and then you die you know so you get to like have this experience and that that side of it is like it's hard to it's hard to say that we haven't is i mean when you have one fan two fans any any of that it's hard to say that you haven't made it because that's the whole point is is like creating something that you feel and then sharing it with the world and in seeing that it means something to somebody else is just so gratifying that every time it does happen and every time somebody approaches me at a show and says this song means to them it's just like whoa we've made it you know it's like yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that's the thing I, I can kind of again I'm not in a band or I've never played music anything like that, but something I can attest to in the, in the sense that I've been doing this podcast uh for four years as I say this as this goes out in 2024 uh, I've done uh, a lot of content uh, prior to this in, in 20 from 2017 if I'd have told myself age 13 this is how I do every single like interview so I approach every interview <laughs> if I'd have told myself at 13 when I came home my my mum left me three things on my bed after school right a can of coke a crying magazine and green days american idiot and i was fucking away with the i was away with the races right that was literally yeah. my introduction into like quote unquote heavy music and kind of into this world and i remember like reading the pages of crank on fuck that's fucking like i want to do what they do obviously i'm doing it slightly differently but it's essentially yeah. for, for money's worth the same thing and then i get yeah. to, like this year I, I chatted to um andy from therapy and therapy are a band i've, I've literally grown up on and i've gone okay i've made it like i could stop the podcast and go like cool i've done it i can walk away from it like i've almost completed it but it's like cool now that i've done that it's not that i don't care any less it's just like 
cool i can just have fun with it now like do you know what i mean it's that kind of yeah of being like cool this is like an extra side quest of things i can now go and do and explore so that makes perfect sense yeah um, so one so one thing i did want to mention as well is obviously you're heading out in march on a eu and uk tour um do you kind of enjoy that aspect of playing in the band because as as we've kind of alluded to, there is two sides to every every story. Is two sides to every kind of situation. There is this the sense of going out and playing the show, being the fucking rock star, being in the band, seeing all the fans and all that kind of stuff. But there's also like missing birthdays and kind of like being away from home. How do you kind of counteract that kind of seesaw? Mm, I don't really know if there is a way to truly do that. You know, because it's like sure. you you do miss quite a bit. And since I'm on the opposite side of the country from my family, there is quite a bit that I do miss. <clears throat> and uh, it kind of becomes a little hard to justify like missing those things. You know, like I lost my mom this past year sure. and, uh, and sorry to make it very heavy. No, but no, it's fine. You're fine. Yeah, I lost my mom this past year. And, uh, <clears throat> and you know, she was always very, very supportive of me pursuing this. But, you know, I think about, like, time that I could have devoted to that and just being more present in that kind of, you know, as present as I could, but, you know, when you're broke and trying to run a band and have jobs and quitting those jobs and going on tour makes it hard to, like, say, like, you know, I have money to come home or I have time to come home. And it's it's a balance that I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out, you know? Because, like, at the same time, I have a niece and nephew now, and I want to be present in their lives. And it's very hard to do from 3,000 miles away. So I try to just FaceTime more often, as often as I can, get home as often as I can. And um, I don't think there is a true <clears throat> balance that satisfies both completely. It's more like a compromise yeah. that you kind of have to make because it's like, well, I could go home. But then I'm not pursuing something, and that's something that my brain needs and something that I want to do. And But at the same time, you can't just disappear, you know, because then you're not fulfilling anything emotionally for them or yourself, and it's a kind of a hollow existence. So I think I'm still trying to figure it out personally. Um, yeah. And you know, you know what though, it's something that I, I've I've heard uh, a few people say on different podcasts, not not my own, but when you kind of fall into this uh, lifestyle and, and this music taste and, and kind of everything else, you do become like a lifer in the sense of you you just make the sacrifices for these things because you love them and that's the thing it's like you you will have those experiences of bringing and i hope you do bring a niece and nephew out onto tour and things like that and being like cool look like this is this cool thing you can then share with them because that right that, if, if you see what i mean and sorry if i'm speaking out of turn but do you know what i mean it is kind of that it is a sense of it's always a sacrifice but it's also it's kind of like you're leaving a legacy for them as well and for yourself if that, if that makes sense <clears throat> yeah 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 i guess that that is a, that is a very true aspect and 
Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, it's cool. Like that. For sure, man. For sure. Um, so I wanted to kind of ask as well. Um, I want to talk about you guys playing live, and it's something I find really interesting. And because I think there's a lot of um, how to put it. Uh, people think that rock stars are rock stars in the sense of like cartoon rock stars. If you, if you get what I'm, if you get what I mean, like it's a lot of party yeah. drinking girls, all that kind of thing. And I, I pretty like a ninety eight percent certain that does exist with some things but the majority right. of it doesn't exist right so i kind of wanted to ask what is happening backstage sort of 30 minutes before stage for you guys as a band because some people they get together and they have like a red bull they have like a, a few drinks and just chill out some people like yeah. go to their own kind of personal space their own personal zen and go right cool and just what what is it kind of like for you guys personally and for yourself it's a lot of that that zen and then mixed with yeah. like a lot of it's 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 actually a completely um, heterogeneous mixture of panic and zen. Mm -hmm. It's it's like just a needle flipping back and yeah. forth. You know, everybody's warming up, getting ready for the show, trying to stay calm. And somebody goes, I can't find my in-ears. And then yeah. pure yeah. panic. Or like, what is that sound? What is that sound coming from out front? What is that? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. so it's, it's this like, it's this flop back and forth of getting yourself in the headspace and then also making sure that everything's ready and you're not too comfortable. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think that's something that has been said before that is, it's a perfect uh, analogy of not being too comfortable because if you're too right. comfortable, you're going to kind of, you're going to um, potentially uh, what's the word? Like, um, you know, like something could go wrong because you're so relaxed, but then if you're too tense, you're the other way and going like, shit, something will go wrong. And then you're <clears> more likely to cock it up. Do you know what I mean? Um, so right. That makes perfect sense. Um, it's almost like you're tricking yourself. It's, it's so, yeah. it's so bizarre getting, because it's like, you don't want to be confident. Like you don't want to be confident because sure. if you're too, if you're, if you're like, I got this. Yeah. Like had the amount of times I've had horrible shows because I felt great before <laughs> performance. And then, like, you don't want to be not confident at all because yeah. that also leads to, like, you not being in the moment. So, yeah. I, I wanted to ask, um, where is the weirdest or the strangest place you've ever played a show? It doesn't have to be in this band, in previous bands when you were younger and things. But And when I say weirdest or strangest, I don't mean in a negative sense because some people think, yeah. I played a pub, there was three people and a dog. I mean, just the kind of you've arrived at a venue – and you've all looked around at each other and go, well, who the fuck booked this then? Like, <laughs> any kind of strange oh my God. venues you've played? I, at this point, I mean, it's been it's been so many gigs. Um, we played a couple interesting places in Mexico. We've played, like, outside of a... Outside of... What's, what's some of the weirdest ones that we've... I remember we played an art gallery one time. Amazing. Like a tiny little art gallery. Yeah, for sure. And that made no fucking sense for our type of music. <laughs> and it was like, <clears throat> what? What? It was like you know, like it was in Boston. It was when we were still okay. in college. Yeah. And uh, and it's like this local art gallery. It's not very big, and there's all these like folky like bands, and then it's just us fucking <laughs> screaming at like nineteen people standing. There's no. It's just like it's just the lights are on. Yeah. And you're just like trying to make somebody feel something. I think the weirdest one we ever played was this skate park opening. Um, Amazing. It just as far as vibe goes, not location or setting, yeah. but just as far as vibe goes, it was fucking weird. Because it was like, 
we show we we booked the gig thinking like oh that like that'll be pretty cool like the opening of a skate park like that'll be sick and it's just gonna be a bunch of people skating and we'll play music yeah we show up it's like a straight up family gathering oh it's like all these it's really weird because it's all these like families like 70 percent families mixed with like 30 percent you know, just the most stereotypical skater dudes you've ever seen. When our basis at the time was literally him, and it yeah. was so funny watching him just disappear into the crowd of a bunch of people that looked exactly like him. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. And then we go to play, and there's just like little kids like on scooters, like scooting around while we're playing in front of them. We're just like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> you know, one of the I- strangest vibes. I'm pretty certain I said this to you. We had had a similar thing with them when I interviewed St. Angus. Uh, It's a similar vibe because, again, I'm I'm making an obscure reference, but have you seen the uh, music video for Lamb of God Redneck where they basically turn up in a tour bus and they like, it's like a seven year old's birthday party? If you've not seen it, it, it no, I haven't. Anyway, check it out. It's a great video. But the point okay. is, I kind of got that vibe in my head of like, again, they, they played to like this. They basically got a lot of people to like um, put some money together to like get them to play. And they played. It was just like all on crates, and like loads of kids and shit. So like it, it's a perfect kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so I've got a couple of final questions for you. Uh, one question. I, w- I was going to bin this question off for 2024 but you know what it's just i think it's too good and i feel like you've got a good vibe and you're going to understand the question and you're going to you're going to get behind the concept right so mm-hmm. when um insert big brand here so you're talking apple spotify whoever right they're going to buy this podcast as a podcast exclusive right and with that money i'm then going to not reinvest it into the podcast like a normal person because i am not an normal person what i'm going to do is i'm going to throw a massive fucking festival right and okay. with this festival, every single band who's appeared on the show will be invited to play, including you guys. Now, okay. because we've got this dream festival, it's going to be in the biggest field we can sizably get our hands on. And again, because we've got loads of money, it's the biggest field in the world, right? But because we've got loads of uh, big corporate spend, sponsor money to spend, what would you like to add to the dream rider of said festival? Now, I'll give you a little bit of a couple of examples, right? We've had okay. everything from like really specific things to like <laughs> I want like this can't say the word specific like uh, energy drink or like red wine or kind of like this or food items all the way to like I want like a full on petting zoo I want like roller coaster rides like you could have whatever your heart desires what would you like to add on behalf of Dead Poets Society to the rider? Oh my god, just like full on like child. Like I want I want this backstage. Absolutely, yeah. You can have it backstage, front stage. Where like it's it's kind of it's a dream vibe at the minute. And like we've had everything, like I say, from petting zoos to like masseuses on hand. Like although I did have one uh, one person say to me, "I want to be flown in on a helicopter. I want to be like airlifted down. I want to get straight to stage. Then like masseuse, food, teleported out, like helicopters out of there. Like that's the kind of vibe. Like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like you've got a good yeah. answer for me. Yeah, have you seen those videos? They're like, they're like kind of military videos of those jetpacks and the people like flying yeah. boat to boat with those. You know what? I think I've seen it on. I think it was. I think it was like a Domino's advert, like I saw on social media that they were like planning. Yeah. You like or Amazon or something like that. But go on, yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe if they had somebody back there that like instruct, like some sort of jetpack instructor. 
and like you could just fucking fly the jetpack around. Yeah, that man. would be the coolest shit ever. It would look goofy. It would look so fucking goofy to land on stage in a fucking jetpack because like it's like the same thing as like you know when like Usher like Pink does those like mm-hmm. those like aerobatics things with the hip things, yeah. Yeah. and they they don't look cool. Like nothing about it ever looks cool. It just looks so fucking dumb doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but nobody's telling them that they, yeah. that, that it's, it's kind of like, you look silly doing that. And you know, you so know best- I would love to do that, but with a jetpack. The best thing about that as well is I, I, I've never seen that, that kind of show, the closest I've come to seeing that kind of show. I went to go see Billie Eilish a couple of years ago and it was amazing, but mm-hmm. you're seeing like a massive artist like that one thing that I'd always want to look for is all the people like in her team, like dotted around the venue, all fucking shitting themselves. The one of those cables don't break. Like, do you know? What I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Like, and all it's also, walkie, you can look like, like you're like, a, it's also, you can look like you're like a baby getting picked up by an invisible giant. It's like, you know, like you never look, you never quite look, um, confident doing it yeah absolutely absolutely so i, I want to kind of expand on that question just very quickly and so would you guys be the ones having the jetpacks or my other thought process was give it mm-hmm. to like a photographer because you'd get some sick shots like if he had a jetpack right. over the top of the crowd i mean you could probably get a helicopter so if you're going to have the jetpack you might as well have them and play with jetpacks. yeah but, yeah <laughs> that would be yeah that would be quite something to watch (laughs) it would be so so, like cringy and like what the fuck but at the same time it would be so much fun absolutely um i've got one final question for you uh, and it's a question i've asked every single artist who's been on the show in the last four years Uh, and it's a simple question it's what is the best thing about being in a band for you personally the shows 100 percent. the shows I mean, like it's it's like everything else that you do in the band, like has this degree of pain to it. Mm -hmm. Like even songwriting, as much as I love it, it's painful (laughs) and like all of it's so painful. And you do all of this suck that takes up like collectively with it, with days of like the amount of days that you that suck versus what you enjoy ultimately adds up to like 364 days of suck and then collectively like one full day of awesome and that one full day of awesome is like the shows well i guess we play enough shows that maybe it's like four days of awesome five days of awesome and you do all of that just for those like few moments on stage that you get to just like go insane connect with like the energy of people coming back at you so i mean by far that is my favorite thing to do and you just endure all the sucks so that you can enjoy those that hour on stage. I love that. Um, Jack, <laughs> I've got one final thing. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say? Anything we need to mention? Anything that uh, you need to get off your chest? If you want to have a rant for the last couple of minutes, it's up to you. Um, one thing I will say, yeah. obviously, uh, Fission uh, is out on the 26th of January, which will be around, if not out now, as this podcast goes out. Anything you'd like to say at right. the end of the podcast? Um... No, geez, you just rant about anything. I mean, you don't have to rant. I mean, anything you want to plug, anything we've forgotten about, anything that we need to Let's talk about geopolitics. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, start, man. Yeah, yeah, Chance just ruined my entire career. Um, <laughs> no, uh, uh, I don't, you know, uh, what's, your, what, what's been on my mind a lot? What's been on my mind a lot? Um, 
there's so much stuff that I've been thinking about. Um, Starship. Okay, so SpaceX. Okay. The pursuit cool. of the pursuit of the pursuit of um, science and how it pertains to capitalism. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was not prepared how that how that would come up with your no. mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, I just want to make I just want to make a a debatable case that uh, I'm very fluid in my opinions, and as I learn new information, I love to adjust my views according to that information. One thing that I've been very passionate about since the beginning of my life. Because I grew up with a fighter pilot dad who was super into aeronautics and wanted to be an astronaut growing up. So naturally, I'm just like huge into space. I just love it. I love the pursuit of knowledge in that realm. And uh, I just watched this. Did you watch Starship, the second test launch of Starship? I haven't, no. I'll, I'll be honest. I Insane. love I, I, my, my other half, um, my, my wife to be, she's very, very <laughs> space space is one of those things what i really love listening to watching but like a sit like brian cox for example as soon as he opens his mouth i'm lost like he says right. five words in a sentence and i'm like already gone bro already over my head like it's still really cool though but yeah go on <laughs> right so i watched i watched the uh starship the second starship launch so the starship is like this new rocket that's it's not completely novel it's supposed to be the ultimate goal is to have it like operate like an airplane where once it lands you just put fuel in it and it goes again amazing and uh it's 400 feet tall yeah and it weighs 11 million pounds fully loaded and watching that thing take off is one of the most insane like i would love to see that live it's like 33 engines on the bottom it's amazing and one thing that it does is uh or one goal of it is to bring the cost of space travel way down yeah sure now there a lot of people have opinions about elon musk i don't really have an opinion about him it's just you know he's, he's a rich dude pursuing things and yeah. and like he might be an asshole he might be a cool guy i don't really know but i know that a lot of people hate that he is rich and hate that he is possibly an asshole and says a bunch of like crazy shit. But there is one thing that is really sick about what he's doing is that he's making space travel something that is more accessible to things like scientists. And, and I think that that, that weighing of like good versus bad about the person yeah. I think that the fact that you can hopefully in a in a few years be able to launch a rocket for $2 million versus a billion dollars or 300 million or 500 million dollars yeah. is just going to open up so much opportunity for new research and the pursuit of knowledge and it's something I'm very excited about and Absolutely. I think that taking the good with the bad I think ultimately that is a very good thing to be able to pursue knowledge at an affordable price. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got one final thing which I'm going to ask you, and I've never asked anyone this podcast, <laughs> never, never ask it because it's never going to come up. But do you believe in life uh, outside of this earth, uh, aliens and things like that? Not so much little green men potentially. I mean, you might do, but yeah, just generally life outside of this planet. Uh, I mean, it seems like. If there's a hundred billion stars in our galaxy and there's a trillion galaxies, 
the chances of there being one other intelligent species seems yeah. pretty fucking likely. Absolutely. Now, That's exactly my take on it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, whether or not we'll ever meet them, or maybe they existed 20,000 years ago. For sure. And they had their run. Yeah. And who knows? But, I mean, to think that we are the only ones when there are a non-definable amount of stars in the galaxy in the universe no, i don't know absolutely um jack thank you so much for your time mate this has been the joe rogan experience no i am kidding you are still listening to the <laughs> um thank you so much mate good luck with the record um i'm yet to be sent it so i'm very excited to hear it myself um good luck with the tour and everything that's going on over there uh, i hope you have a lovely christmas as this is going up uh going out after but recording before yeah and is just it gonna be up on youtube where is it gonna be yeah. spotify YouTube, Spotify, all of that stuff. Um, and say so that cool. we are around the around the album release and things. So yeah, thank you, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. And I just want to say that if if there is places that leave comments and stuff like that, and yeah, people have something to say about the space thing, yeah, I want to see those comments because yeah, uh, me too. Let's, I'd let's, love to hear people's arguments and I'd love to yeah. see, you know, what I'm Absolutely. wrong about. Absolutely. Love that. Thank you, mate. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and day. Lovely. All right. Cheers, dude.